The idealized work of video games contrasted with the manual labor of real life, the value and practicality of play, the very first farm sim, and how casual is not a dirty word. I'm the well-read mage, and this is MageCast. Games are work, but that doesn't mean they're not fun. This is a conversation about Harvest Moon, Friends of Mineral Town, a game that features a romanticized, picturesque perspective on labor, love, and more labor. With me to talk about this farming sim is an actual farmer, J.R. Sommerfeld of Indie Rabbit Tree Creations and Court of Three Strands, a businessman, streamer, writer, pastor, and artisan. He brings his love for all things that grow to bear in this conversation, but without the pomp and pretension of modern life. We chat about playing at an easy pace, and how something as simple as a video game about a kid inheriting a cute little farm inspired him to take on agriculture as a career for himself. So in the spirit of Harvest Moon, multitask and relax as you listen. MageCast is the podcast for the lonely, for those who miss the simple pleasure of a shared dialogue. MageCast is the podcast for conversationalists in a world where we've already stopped listening to each other. As ever, you can help support MageCast by visiting patreon.com forward slash the pixels, where episodes are offered in early access before going live for the public. You can also learn more at thepixels.com, that's the-pixels.com, or find me on Twitter and Twitch at the Well-Read Mage. Now, let's start the show. I hope you brought your farming tools for this one. Folks, remember bros before hoes. I am Moses Norton. Hey, I was—I didn't realize I was going to say that. It just kind of came out. I'm Moses, aka the Well-Read Mage. How are you? We're going to talk about farming today. That's—that's that's the kind of hoe that I that I referenced. Just so you're aware. Uh, sitting with me here is a good friend, J.R. Sommerfeld of Indie Rabbit Tree Creations and Court of Three Strands, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. I was trying to I was trying to keep everything back as you finished that introduction because when you said <laughs> pros before hoes, I was like, oh wow, we went there. I gotta hold this back. <laughs> oh, you gotta, gotta get that stuff out of the way. You know, I uh, we're talking about farming sims here. No, Perfectly no, 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 innocent. No, it's true, it's true, it's true. <laughs> but I mean, would would you drop that? It's like, oh, this is gonna be so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give people a taste of what's to come. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so sir uh, and i've i've mentioned this before uh i like to find i like to pair guests with games that i feel are appropriate uh this episode concept idea if you will uh was your idea and mm-hmm. you approached me and we're like hey we should do a harvest moon you could do a harvest moon game with an actual farmer and i was like that makes total sense you're doing a game about art you get an artist doing a game about music you get a musician get a game about farms get an actual farmer so actual farmer mr Sommerfeld. uh thanks for being here maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself yeah yeah well thank you very much yeah for uh, for having me on and yes i am a farmer i actually live uh, near quincy illinois um i live on about 40 acres of land and i am what would be known as a tenant farmer so basically I don't actually own the land, but I live on the land for a farmer. And then he allows me to use the land and to help out, uh, kind of with his farming as well. And so it's kind of a really neat 
uh, exchange that we have. I mean, it's, it's, it's not indentured servitude. Don't think of it like mm. that. Like I have <laughs> actually, you know, living there with my family and raising my kids on the farm. So it's, it's really, really nice. And we have everything over there from, uh, cows to chickens, to rabbits, lots and lots of rabbits. That's kind of our, our thing. That's why my stream is known as Indie Rabbitry because I'll often bring out my rabbits and show people. And, you know, cause it's a lot more exciting when you bring out a rabbit than when you bring out a big old disgusting cow. Uh, <laughs> you know, people are usually a little bit more receptive to that. And so we got that. And then of course we have the land, um, about three, four weeks ago, maybe about three weeks ago, we planted uh, soybeans, soybeans this year. So we're working with the soybean harvest and that will be coming near mm, later September, probably October before that happens. Or, you know, it could be like a video game and we could just harvest every three days and, uh, and get just as much yield, right? Because that's how life works but but it's right. not <laughs> every single time you plant nine turnips you get nine turnips you get every nine turnips that every single yeah. time and so <laughs> no we um i am actually also a pastor i'm a uh, ordained baptist minister and i uh, i minister here in quincy and i've been doing ministry for many years but alongside it it's always been in small towns and so being raised on Air Force bases, um, I kind of had the best of both worlds growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandparents, my grandfather had, uh, I want to say like 150 to 200 acres. And he, we would go out every summer and basically spend the entire summer in the middle of Wisconsin and basically live on his farm. And it was there that I really had a fell in love with it. Now, when he passed away, he didn't leave me the farm. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a harvest moon premise. It was not a harvest moon okay. thing. No, it wasn't like a randomized deal where that happened. But it instilled in me kind of this love for nature and the outdoors and especially what you can do with your hands. And that's kind of what, what brought me into the love for that and, and harvest moon, you know, coming out the original one, and we'll probably mm -hmm. get into this a little bit more later, but um, the original one coming out in the mid to late nineties, it, it really kind of solidified a love that I have for farming in general. So um, yeah, it's, it's a very important game series to me and just the, the lifestyle of living on the farm. It is something that I know it's not for everybody, but I feel like everybody should try it <laughs> at least hmm. once. I really do because there's just something, I don't want to call it primal, but it's, it's something that is very, um, it's, it's, it's almost like it's been ingrained in us as people to be able hmm. to, uh, lean on the land and glean from it. So, yeah. That sounds about right. I, I, I've never, lived on a farm. We had a few chickens growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, and in Hawaii, we did a lot of growing of plants. 
I mean, you throw a seed on the ground, it's going to grow. Oh yeah. Super <laughs> fertile pretty, soil. The whole place was it's like pretty easy. Yeah, volcanic ash. Yeah. You know? Um, so <clears throat> the, the healing though of being in nature, the, you know, healing in terms of, for me at least just the, the, uh, the aggression, the frustration, the dissatisfaction that kind of builds up in the modern life, um, a series of, of, of anticipations that never kind of reach their climax it is what the modern life feels like. And I think getting away from that to green and to nature is really relaxing. I love going out in nature where we're at now. We have like actual forests here compared to where I was in California, oh, you yeah. had to drive for a cool minute to get to anything. Yeah, because really... you're down like what central Texas. So I mean you've got kind of a neat little area right there, don't you? Yeah. Oh southern uh, oh, Texas right next to Houston. Yeah. Oh, you're by Houston. Yeah. So we I've got access to the coast here. There's a bunch of lakes nearby. Uh there's a forest preserve five minutes from my house. Uh it's just it's it's beautiful and it is it's really de stressing to get out and do that. And I think that there's absolutely a translation uh, of that experience into video games here with the Harvest Moon series, mm -hmm. as we'll discuss. I do want to pick your brain more on actual farming versus digital farming. <laughs> um, but generally speaking, to open this show, I completely agree with you that I think there, there's something special in going out to nature and living in nature. And then there's something special here in these games as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not a substitute, but it is certainly something that, uh, that within video games, I think, you know, it, art reflects life and mm -hmm. farming, uh, agriculture, all of that, um, animal husbandry, all of that is been a part of life for thousands of years, um, for as long as civilization has been around. So it's going to be in there. Right. Absolutely. So Sam Wise, thanks for being here. Oh. <laughs> Magecast episode 83 this is entitled An Introvert's Guide to Geology, Dating and Horticulture. We are talking about Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town, which was developed and published by Marvelous Interactive in 2003 for the Game Boy Advance. Uh we before we get into it, uh we kind of waffled a bit on which Harvest Moon to pick. Um, I think when we initially talked, uh, we knew we wanted to do a Harvest Moon game. Right, right. Um, but which Harvest Moon game? Because, I don't know, talking about the series, there's a lot, you know, and we'll talk broadly about the series, too. <laughs> well, there's there's some Harvest Moon games. <laughs> there are there are many to choose from, if you can phrase it that way. <laughs> uh, initially, we were going to do Back to Nature. Yes. Um, which kind of underscores exactly what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. um, I love Back to Nature. Uh, and I, It's obviously very similar to Friends of Mineral Town, but you and I both kind of landed on Friends of Mineral Town as, as a favorite, as one that just seemed right. And uh, I'm excited to talk about it because I think it's actually the first Game Boy Advance game that we're covering on MageCast podcast. Really? Uh, yeah. Out of 83 episodes, I think this, I think, I can't remember like every single episode off the top of my head. Um, I think this is the first episode that's based on a Game Boy Advance game. Which wow. Is cool. That's actually really, really cool. 
So you either have to have to step it up on the GBA games or, uh, you know, just wait another 80 <laughs> odd some episodes and do another one. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a few that I like. I've, I've mentioned it before on this show. I, I Handhelds hurt my hands. Oh, um, okay. I actually, you. right now I'm dealing with a major wrist issue in my left hand. So mm. handhelds and I just don't get along. Um, but uh, I didn't play this on a handheld when I first played it anyway. Right, right, right. And I think a lot of <laughs> if people- If you get my meaning. <laughs> no, I get. I totally understand your meaning. And I think a lot of people kind of uh, came to that um, <laughs> side of gaming well after a lot of these Game Boy Advance games just came out of circulation where they were like, hey, you know, these games are actually really good. We should probably revisit them. Uh, they've got some life to them, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I wanted to mention here the start to, from another farmer, Farmer Sly Jill Bob, who said, I played that game, and he's referring to Friends of Mineral Town, when I was moving in another house for a short period, playing this game a lot on my Game Boy Advance SP, and it was the perfect summer game. Uh, I wanted to highlight that because I actually played this during a summer. Uh, I think it was a summer break of some sort. Um wonderful and i do believe i did too actually when i was in college uh yeah because it was i I was beginning right around that time uh college in missouri which you know there's plenty of farms to go to but uh during that time i was just you know i was i was over in missouri and at the college dorms and just nothing to do and i remember picking up the game (laughs) and just really getting into it yeah, I think it was in college on a summer break. Uh, went home and I lived in the desert. There's nothing to do out there. No. So, hey, video games. <laughs> <laughs> BT dubs, folks, spoilers ahead. I don't know if you're that person, but if you are that person, spoilers ahead. All right. Mage Facts. Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town is a handheld remake of Harvest Moon Back to Nature, a 1999 PS1 game. They share many of the same characters and settings, though there are a few differences as well. Friends of Mineral Town also shares characters with Harvest Moon 64. So you've played a lot of this series. Yeah. Uh, I played which all is th- also an excellent reason to have you on here. Right. I've played, played all three of those. Okay. Um, back to Nature, not as much. Uh, mm-hmm. During the PS1 era, I was really heavily invested in the 64. And so, you know, I was, I was one of those guys. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) That had the 64. The wrong side of history. The wrong side of history, as it seems, (laughs) you know, and we only found that out, you know, years down the road and everybody's looking back at PlayStation one and they're like, it was awesome. They're looking back at 64 and they're like, you know, it had some gems. It It had had some some gems. gems. And I believe uh, Harvest Moon 64 was one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, that was Harvest Moon 64, being a huge fan of the SNES version. All right. The original Harvest Moon. Uh, I was really impressed with Harvest Moon 64 because I feel like that was what they wanted to do with the game in the beginning. Because the mm-hmm. SNES version came out, I want to say either 95 or 96. Yeah, 96. And so it was really near the tail end of the SNES catalog. Mm -hmm. And I think the developers just looking at the way the game was designed, wanted to do what they did in harvest moon 64. And so if you really want to get a good sense 
of what the original game was supposed to be, play Harvest Moon 64 first. Because then when you play the original Harvest Moon on SNES, you'll be like, ah, I see what they were trying to do. And that's something that I've, I've uh, noted over the years about those two. And of course, you know, um, back to nature is just, it's a, it's a great game, but I didn't get to play as much of that as I wanted to. Yeah. Back to nature. Uh, it is wonderful. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's essentially the same town. There's a lot of the same layout, uh, the same characters to woo and navigate around and, Mm -hmm. and all that. Um, really the same structure of game. Uh, I'd, I'd played back to nature before playing friends of mineral town. And then when I got into friends of mineral town, I was delighted to see this, this, uh, microcosm again. And, uh, and it, enough time had gone by to where I was like interested in investing time in it again, spent a ton of time with both of these, uh, both emulated, uh, but, well, but still, I mean, right. it's the game. <laughs> and I recall, uh, when I first emulated PS one, I think it was pre-college Okay, and it was a pain in the butt to emulate. Um, and it, it had all sorts of issues, but I played quite a bit of it. Uh, emulation has come a long way. Emulation <laughs> has come a very long way. And, and that is to note because I remember doing that in college as well. And I can't remember what it was, but I had one emulator that like it had all of these different files that you would click on and it would take you, it would take you to like, it would take you to like different, like, like pictures and things like that. Not necessarily bad, but it was like, was this in the game? What are they trying to do with this? I mean, <laughs> what did they, what's the emulation here? And so you can never be sure what you were getting into back in those days, but that was back in the days of like Napster and Kazaa and Gorkster and, you know, um, my, <laughs> the internet broke my family computer, you know, kind of lime wire <laughs> yeah. destroyed everything. Yeah. So that was, yeah back during those days. Yeah. I remember a gateway computer with a cow print uh, that melted. <laughs> probably couldn't run the Z SNES uh, snow Ooh. mode or anything like that. <laughs> but I wanted to uh, comment on the, uh, the comparison you drew there with, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to call it OG harvest moon mm-hmm. uh, and harvest moon 64 uh, or harvest moon SNES. I don't know. But anyway, um, Harvest Moon SNES, I don't like. Uh, I like most of the Harvest Moon games that I've played. Um, the Harvest Moon SNES really does feel like a prototype um, because it, it's 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 creating this blueprint that like literally all of these games draw from Harvest Moon and then the spinoffs and then the Story of Seasons and then Rune Factory and then now we have Stardew Valley that's kind of come along and perfected this marriage between the life sim genre and the farming sim genre. Mm -hmm. Um, But harvest moon is really kind of this, uh, this really compact and limited game um, that, yeah, I feel like all the bells and whistles weren't, weren't quite there yet. Um, Harvest moon 64 though, was actually the first harvest moon that I'd played. I hadn't heard of any of the harvest moon games at all. Um, I remember this is pre-college as well. Um, 
There was a girl next door that I had a crush on. Uh, uh, that's how you get introduced to games. <laughs> <laughs> and they had an N64. So, you know, we'd hang out and stuff like that. And she'd be like, you want to play Harvest Moon? I was like, what the heck is Harvest Moon? Uh, she puts it on. I was like, what is this baby girl game? What the heck Baby is this? girl game. <laughs> yeah, boy. And, uh, you know, you kind of pretend to like it. Oh, wow. Ooh, you can give flowers. Oh, nice. Oh, a cow. Aren't they cute? Ha ha. Hoo hoo. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wound up borrowing the game from them uh, for my own N64 and found myself hooked by by the in-game summer season. Yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. Now I know, you know, what different marriage candidates like for presents and what they don't like. Now I know the dates for all these different festivals, and I know how long it's going to take me to run to the mountain and back. And fishing is in this game, and there's a greenhouse. Oh, my goodness. And this season's change and all sorts of things. And so Harvest Moon 64, while clunky in its own right, was one that I enjoyed uh, quite a bit begrudgingly at first, uh, but then in earnest. And I was going to ask you, what was your first Harvest Moon game? RTGT Bloom asked, what was the first Harvest Moon game you played? Mine was the original on the SNES. So my first Harvest Moon game was Harvest Moon on SNES. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was, that was there, my first one. one. Right. So, and, and, Unlike you, I actually do like it, but I think a lot of that is based off of nostalgia as well, um, because it's exactly as you say, that was the blueprint. I mm-hmm. mean, it was pretty bare bones. If you look at yeah. the game and you even you look at everything from the sprite work to, um, oh my gosh, the, 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 the item usage, absolutely terrible. Like it was one of the games <laughs> where, you know, you had to, you had to pick up, you can only carry one implement at one time. So you had mm-hmm. to pick up the hoe, go out and use it, run back into your storage uh, area, pick up another one, bring it back. Maybe you need to use an axe or something like that. Use it, run back to it. And I was like, even back in those days when I was playing it, I was like, there's got to be ways that you can optimize this. <laughs> you know. And then you get to Harvest Moon 64 and what caused me to stop playing was I was like, I can't believe you got to open your inventory for each stack of item that you want to put into your shipping bin, open your inventory, put it in your hand, well, then put it in the bin. That, right. That wasn't all that bad. <laughs> compared right. To well, by comparison, by comparison, but then by the time 2000, the year 2000 rolls along and you're like, uh, I think there's some room still oh, for so, iteration so on inventory yeah. management. Yeah. And, and that kind of, you know, brings up to uh, friends of mineral town where it was optimized almost perfectly. Um, right. It's still, I mean, there were still some issues. Like, I, I'm not a huge fan of the whole switching thing now. But when I first started off, I think what really captured me in that game was the the organic feel that there was, because there was a, there was a feel of uh, just of it being organic in a way that that other games didn't have. Like, there was actually some agency in that game. Like, you could totally screw up your relationships with people. You know, <laughs> yeah. And in fact, your wife could leave you. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I mean, it it was one of those games where every decision that you made actually had real world consequences. And that was something that I did not experience beforehand in video games, because in other games that you would play, 
mostly it was it was very linear based. You could say that some of the earlier RPGs had something like that, but mm-hmm. not really. Because, like, for example, Final Fantasy VI, which is one of my favorite games of all time, if not my favorite game of all time, um, it pigeonholed you into every choice that you made. Like, you could say, oh, hey, are you going to fight with us? No. No, I'm not going to do it. Mm-mm, no. They'll ask you three times. And then they'll just make you do it anyway. But in this right. game, you could if you wanted to. The life sim aspect kind of comes out there right yeah because yeah, it does in real life you could jack up your relationships you could yeah well as, but, as we all know <laughs> yeah right exactly but friends of mineral town i think is the first where there were enough characters who had different enough personalities that it did feel like it was an organic place to exist harvest moon 64 a little bit but i feel like those were really kind of um, we'll touch on this later. Those are really kind of just uh, cliches kind of boiled down. Um, you know, they're starting to develop these kind of flavors of characters. Uh, but friends of mineral town is the first one for me that felt like it was, it was alive in that, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Still in a very antiquated sense. I mean, it's a 2003 game boy advance game. Of course, there's not an infinite amount of scripts in here, but, there were enough people to interact with um, and you could get different kinds of dialogue and scenes and things like that, that it did feel truly alive. Um, And that's skipping over, you know, the game boy, game boy color games and things like that. But we'll return to the harvest moon series in a bit. One thing that I did want to point out here in the introductory mage facts is uh, there is more friends of mineral town Known in Japan as Bokujo Monogatari Mineral Town no Nakama Tachi for Girl. <laughs> it is a version of the game where you can play as a female character instead of a male one. Virtually the same game with a few changes to the premise and gameplay. And it also includes some updates and fixes. This is one of the so, reasons. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I told you that uh, Natsume is one of the first companies, or actually Marvelous, I should say, to create a virtual mod of a game and sell it for pretty much the same price. And <laughs> it seems it like is. a really PC idea, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, but here yeah. you are on a, on a handheld doing that. Um, I think that it's a very, it's a really smart thing to do. Uh, Cause if this is a life sim, then making a version that girls could play as girls and boys could play as boys is a, is a really interesting thing. Um, it's also not the only time that this series has done this. Um, there's like four other times that I could think of. And then going and looking, uh, on the list of games, there's several instances where you could either choose a boy or a girl in the game itself, or you could buy a different version. Uh, if you wanted to play as a boy or a girl, some of them Japanese only, um, but some of them came over here to the West as well. Yeah, they did. And um, I mean, Harvest Moon, Wonderful Life, Harvest Moon, another Wonderful Life. Right. Is one that, <laughs> you know, it, they they kind of switched it up. And it's, it is, I find it, I find that very interesting because I'm trying to think of other game series that that did that. 
because where they had a completely separate title for just a gender swap. Like they, they did a complete separate title for, you know, a boy or a girl. And, and honestly, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm sure there's a hello kitty, something out there that's like that, but, um, I cannot think of one. It's really interesting. It is. And again, a really unique trait for this series. I mean, there's like Harvest Moon DS cute. (laughs) yeah no i remember that yeah i remember alternative version of harvest moon ds i think that's when it started going downhill for me (laughs) right 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 when they started when they i had never had a problem with the chibi animation like Mm -hmm. or the sprites the characters it was never a problem for me until they until the graphics of video games started to exceed that and then it will, then I was looking at it and I'm like, you still have to have that, you know, do you still have to have that chibi look or can you make yeah. the characters a little bit more, I don't know, realistic. And so I think for yeah. me, that's when, like with the DS and the 3DS and, and especially, uh, <laughs> Atsume's, uh, break from marvelous, which I'm sure we'll talk about <laughs> when <Dude>. that happened. <laughs> I know, I know. Go ahead. I'm gonna Go bring ahead. I'm gonna bring it up. You had we're having a we're having a joke, by the way, folks. It's a running gag. How many times can JR reference <laughs> the uh the the IP licensing issue, all that stuff with uh yeah. if you right. are a Harvest Moon fan, actually I should say if you are a story of seasons fan, <laughs> then oh, you will know the difference. Oh. We have to get into it eventually. Yeah, and, and oh, we th- shall. And the thing is, you know, it, it was a big issue. but And that's where they lost a lot of fans. And then lo and behold, in 2014, the fans started coming back. But they came back to what seemed like a different IP, Story of Seasons. But was it a different IP? Yeah, so. Dun, 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 right, dun, right. The plot thickens. Mm. Uh, I think that. For me as well, the jumping off point was when it started heading to DS. I never owned a DS. Um, and at that point, yeah, there was there was there was just something that seemed a bit recycled about it, you know. Um, it had become really formulaic. Uh, and then at the same time, it just it just didn't look good. And Harvest Moon kind of still has that problem mm-hmm. as the series under the name Harvest Moon. Um, sometimes it, it just looks like crap. It looks like a Facebook game. It looks like, it looks like, it looks like game. mobile schlock. I mean, it, it really looks, does. Yeah. It's, uh, there's just no more, there's, there's no warmth left. There's no, uh, there's no inspiration left. Um, you know, to kind of create a new town that has its own culture and style. It's like, you just grab whatever RPG maker default, character animations you can and then slap them over this like very isometric um green background and voila harvest moon but it's a yeah. tragedy it's a tragedy i feel that it is yeah i i, yeah. I am 100 percent with you on that man yeah. i am uh next one here friends of mineral town that is Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town okay. received a 3D remake under the Story of Seasons label for multiple platforms in 2019 and 2020, which I actually just went out and bought yesterday. Disappointed that they did not have it on Switch. 
Uh, but it was cheaper on PS4 anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they do have it on Switch. It is. But, they just didn't have it in store. Right. They so. don't have it. They don't yeah. had didn't have the physical copy. And right. I, you know, just kind of a. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get off in too much of a rabbit trail. Uh, is this going to be three? I think we're on three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on three. Go but ahead. I don't want to go off into too much of a rabbit trail, but I, I prefer digital only because I've got children and all that. And I know you kind of understand that as well. Oh, yeah. your, your little guy. And, but yeah, no, it, it, I think that the friends of mineral town, the 3d remake was, was, uh, was very good. Very good. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. Here's the, uh, here's the bit is that story of seasons is uh is not too shabby and harvest moon is is shabby you could say uh this is essentially the same game it's uh which okay so story of seasons friend of friends of mineral town is a 3d remake of a 2d handheld remake of harvest moon back to nature a 1999 ps1 game so the thread of mineral town has come a long way Yes, it has. And I mean, I could easily, I could easily, uh, easily say, well, you know, it always was story of seasons, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So titles aside, it pretty much is the same mm-hmm. game, but it was made by the same developers. And so right. what people are thrown off by is the fact that, well, this isn't harvest moon. This is story of seasons. Well, it is harvest moon without being harvest moon because marvelous made it and they're the ones that they don't have they don't have uh rights to the title but they have rights to the content so they're the ones that actually made story of seasons friends of mineral town which basically is a remake of harvest moon friends of mineral town they're pretty much the same game um, with, you know, slight variations of, of things that you can do. You can pick a boy and the girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you don't have to be a boy in this one. You can be a girl too, if you want. Um, I think with, uh, you know, the marriage candidates is far reaching. In fact, so much so that it gives you, it gives you so much agency that you could marry someone of a different gender or of the same gender if you mm-hmm. want to. So it's something they added here. And I read that the localization makes that clear. Evidently in Japan, uh, it's marriage or roommate. But the Western Western localization makes that clear. Right. And that's that's part of of Japan's uh, very uh, conservative uh, Mm -hmm. culture that they have over Mm -hmm. there. But really content is is very much the same. And Mm -hmm. so – yeah, it, it, it gives it gives the player a lot more agency and basically yeah. combines those two games of uh, Friends of Mineral Town and more Friends of Mineral Town. Right. With some new characters, uh, there is Jennifer and Brandon yep. uh, stand out. Actually, I was thinking as obviously the new characters, uh, they're by far some of the more detailed and uh, I don't want to say interesting um, but they have, they just have very like mysterious and big personalities next to like, Oh, this is the girl that likes books. And that one likes chickens. This one's <laughs> like, I'll talk to you about like the chakras and the spirit of the mountain in my, you know, hand knit hemp 
beanie. And then the other ones, you know, like the starlet artists. They're very, next pro- to. they're very progressive compared. There's to, a term for yeah, it. <laughs> they're very progressive compared to the other ones that were back. Make the, in the others day. look very antiquated. Yeah, right, and it shows, and, and it kind of shows that within mm-hmm. the newer ones. So if if you're a fan of the original Harvest Moon, Friends of Mineral Town, then Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town would be great for you. You would, I think, you would really, really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to shy away from it just because it has a different title. It's pretty much the same game. Same developers, just remade. Yep, absolutely. Um, And it's good. It's fun. It's got some of the bits of when you translate a 2D game to a 3D game. um, The world just seems like areas kind of seem too large. Like it takes forever Mm -hmm, to cross mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the town plaza, for instance. It takes forever to run down a street because everything's kind of blown up around these characters now. Um, there's also different animals, a couple of different things you can do, but looking forward to kind of diving into this one for sure. Oh yeah. Um, next factoid here, Harvest Moon Super NES was not the first farming simulator. So this was, uh, and that's by genre. Uh, this was a question that I just threw out earlier today. Um, but it was one that popped up in conversation previously. Like, what was the first farming sim? Uh, a lot of folk chimed in that Harvest Moon did indeed invent the farm sim genre. Um, but as far as I know, um, somebody pointed this out, and that goes to uh, Bakuiel on Twitter, who mentioned that Sim Farm predates uh, Harvest Moon by three years, I believe it is, the wow. first Harvest Moon. Wow. And and I hadn't actually heard of that until you brought it up in, in our preparation because same. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But I would say that Harvest Moon in itself, though, was groundbreaking in the in, in the way that it didn't just revolve around farming. It revolved around right. relationship building and something that as a farmer I, I can honestly say is actually very important to farming it it is because a lot of times the things that we get and that we use we don't own we just borrow it and and people you have to build up relationships with individuals um hearts you could say uh <laughs> points with people to get them to trust you enough to let you borrow certain things and maybe help you harvest the crops, maybe help you do those things without being paid. You know, they do, they do it because they know that you would do it too back Mm. for them. So that is kind of the idea that I like so much that that's different from more, if I could call them stiff farm simulators, like, Farming Simulator uh, two, 22, which I'm playing right now. Farm Simulator 22 is awesome, but it's really stiff. It's just, right. that's what it is. It's farming. Right. You know? We were talking about that earlier. It's like, hey, but can you marry anybody? Is there a harvest goddess? You, you, you go can, fishing whenever you want. Nope. You, you, you go in a mine and it's like, but it's not the kind of game that it is. It doesn't combine, like we mentioned earlier, Harvest Moon combines life sim with with farm sim. Exactly. As genres. Exactly. And Sim Farm, looking at it, uh, the full title was Sim Farm, Sim City's Country Cousin. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) If it's anything like Sim City, uh, it's very 
non-personified. There's no, there's not a whole lot of human interaction. No. Yeah. Very impersonal. Joypad Lad is holding a massive giveaway set to end in early July, and you won't want to miss out on this one. Sure, I've mentioned before how you need to head over to joypadlad.com for all your retro game, comic book, action figure, and merchandising needs, but this month we're focusing on his giveaway while the dude completes a challenging move. A Nintendo Switch Lite and copy of Mario Strikers Battle League can be yours if your name is drawn in the giveaway. To enter, find the link in the podcast description, joypadlad.com forward slash pages, forward slash giveaway. Don't miss out because you were too lazy to browse the internet. That's joypadland.com forward slash pages forward slash giveaway. See you there. Okay, now let me add something here before we get back to this conversation. Uh, Because while I was in the process of editing this episode, uh, somebody on Twitter, a friend of mine's SC Scanlan, mentioned that there is a farming sim even older than sim farm and that is the farm game uh which came out on commodore 64 he said he believes in 1984 1985 and it looks like it's basically just like a text-based uh micromanagement kind of game really distant from the life sim farm sim harvest moon uh kind of the direction that the genre had evolved in but potentially the first Farming simulator. Okay, final mage fact. This is the best harvest moon. Yes. I, I would I would agree <laughs> with you on that. Yes, it is the best harvest moon. And and I mean if we were if we were to put them in, in, in order or anything like, like a top three, you know, I would say that wouldn't be the hard this one would be the best. Right below it probably be back to nature. Mm-hmm. And then maybe sixty-four or or um oh what was uh wonderful life might be might be up there too because i really enjoyed wonderful life even though that one was more almost story driven very very yeah. story driven and that one is that was a really really good one because it basically <laughs> you live your life you know it's from yeah. birth to death practically so it's it's pretty neat yeah wonderful life feels a little more like it tries to uh, harken back to the original Harvest Moon mm-hmm. uh, and not so much the Friends of Mineral Town direction. Um, and then when you get to, what was it, Save the Homeland, I think was one where it had a definitive end. It wasn't one of these games that just ran on forever. Um, definitely felt more like the original Harvest Moon. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Magical Melody. If I had to do my top three, I oh, might yeah. be yeah. Friends of Mineral Town, um, Back to Nature, and Magical Melody for GameCube, which is pretty dang good. It's pretty solid. It's it's yeah. pretty solid. I mean, you can't you can't balk at that one. I, and that's another one that I hadn't played too much, but I had there. Yeah, I did play it. I played that one. I've also played a lot of some of the newer ones under Natsumi that. And there's not one of them that I really can place up there, you know, because they're all totally different. They're not even like the originals at all. Yeah. Um, Trying to think of like some of the the newer ones that are Harvest Moon by name only. One Um, World is the one that just came out. Right. I skipped it. (laughs) (laughs) I did a glance. I was like, nah. No, I've got it. And and it's, 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 
you can't really do much as far as where you put your crops and things like that. Like there's not a whole lot of tons of customization. You can do terraforming and stuff like that, but it's not, I just don't feel like it's, it, it has the same appeal. So if you were raised on the original Harvest Moon games under Marvelous, they don't, it doesn't feel right. You know? Yeah. That's Harvest Moon by title only. It's not the Harvest Moon that we grew up with. Right. And that's the shift in, in, in developers, which we might as well put here, I think is probably the best place where we can, where we can reveal that to the audience so they're not led <laughs> on for another hour. <laughs> no, 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 no. But of course, the, I do want you to break that down uh, exactly what happened and what that means now for games that are listed or labeled as Harvest Moon and games that are labeled as Story of Seasons. We've already said that Story of Seasons Friends of Mineral Town is essentially the same game, a 3D remake of a 2D handheld remake of a PS one game. Yes. But then when you go and play harvest moon one world or one that I played harvest moon, little farmer, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, these are tr not at all. Um, what the original games either felt like or actually were. Um, so there's a lot to pull out there. I, you're, you've been chomping at the bits for this. Subject. I, I really this have. I really subject. have because I think, I think corporate drama when it comes to developers is just so fascinating <laughs> because it can get so childish. Um, really what it is, is uh, originally the Harvest Moon series was called uh, Bokujo uh, Monogatari, which is uh, actually means story of seasons. But in order to, make it a little bit more appealing to Westerners. They called it Harvest Moon. And so the original game was, quote unquote, Story of Seasons. But that was, in, of course, in, the ja in Japanese. So that was created by uh, formerly Victor Interactive Software that became Marvelous. Mm -hmm. Now, Marvelous was working with a company called Natsumi. Natsumi is a, a publisher, and they're the ones that do all the distribution. And they had been dis distributing these games and doing quite well with them all the way up into the 2000s. What ended up happening, um, Victor Interactive Software was acquired by Marvelous Entertainment in 2003. And at that time when Marvelous grabbed a hold of Victor Interactive Software, the creators of the original Harvest Moon, quote unquote, story of seasons. This is where it gets really confusing. What ended up happening was they started getting into a little bit of a fight with Natsumi about distribution. They didn't agree with how they were handling it. And so Natsumi and them got into kind of a legal battle. And up until about 2013, Natsumi oversaw the English translation and distribution of Story of Seasons, which, by the way, Natsumi is, is known, um, quite, quite negatively known for having some of the worst English translations in video game history. <laughs> I mean, they, they really don't do a very good job. 
And it's not to, to bash them or anything like that. But if you go back to the original Harvest Moon and just read some of that dialogue, you'll be like, wow, was this ever proofread by an actual English speaker? No, because they didn't. What they did was they they took it in company. They didn't go out and hire translators. Translators are expensive. Hmm. I mean, they just are. So Marvelous did not like how Natsumi was doing it. They were cutting corners. They weren't doing a very good job. It's obvious that their English distribution was no good. So they wanted to uh, bring it over to another group, an American publishing brand called Exceed Games. Exceed was really good at English translations. Natsumi did not want this to happen. So they had this legal battle. What ended up happening was Natsumi grabbed a hold of the Harvest Moon name. They were able to keep that name. And Marvelous kept the name that was originally for the games that they had created, Story of Seasons. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about Story of Seasons now, like from 2014 and on, we're actually talking about the harvest moon from the past. I know that's a little confusing. It certainly is. I There's there's people who had asked questions about that. That Mr. Badger asked, did harvest moon influence story of seasons or vice versa? Um, I've encountered other folk that I've talked with who is like, what the heck is story of seasons? Uh, the name change is unfortunate. Because you may see, oh, a Harvest Moon game, and it's One World, or it's Light of Hope, and you pick it up, and you're like, well, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is not what I remember Harvest Moon right. being. But then you pick up Story of Seasons from the folks that actually developed the original Harvest Moon games, right? Mm-hmm. Not just published those, but right. developed them. So that is the... That is the line, that is the lineage that traces it back and really, to the original Harvest The Moon. best way that I've heard it said is that Story of Seasons is a new name for an old series and Harvest Moon is an old name for a new series. Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's best wise, way yeah. to look at it. Further compounded by the issue that there are so many farming sims now. Yes. Uh, that, I mean, we mentioned Harvest Moon, not so much Sim Farm, but Harvest Moon SNES as a blueprint. A mm-hmm. blueprint not just for Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons, but for a whole host of farming Sims that we'll get to towards the end of this conversation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's basically it. I mean, it's easy to make it more difficult than it needs to be. But really, if you're looking at it now, you want to play a harvest moon game by the original developers play a story of seasons game. And that's, that's how you will get a more authentic, uh, you'll get a more authentic, um, uh, play experience. Yeah. Now under the new story of seasons banner, um, there are a lot of games I've not explored yet. Okay. Um, the story of seasons, uh, friends of mineral town is one that I just picked up pioneers of all of town. Yeah. Yeah. Is one that again, at a glance, I was just like, this just does not look, it's not like the original harvest moons looked impressive, but they looked intriguing at least. And some of these new ones look really flat. 
Story of Seasons Friends of Mineral Town is great to play. It, it reminds me of the original Game Boy game, a uh, Game Boy Advance game, but it also just kind of looks a little flat as well. Um, there's Trio of Towns on 3DS, and then there's one that I actually really would love to play, and I'm eyeballing getting it for my 3DS as much as I dislike handhelds, <laughs> and that's the first Story of Seasons from 2014. It's just it's just Story of Seasons, yeah, and yeah. and that one is actually really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're looking for a 3DS game to to grab hold of, that would be that'd be a pretty good one. Because again, dude, I mean, looking at it, looking at Story of Seasons on 3DS, uh, it looks as if it has its own world with its own rules, its own characters, its own texture. Uh, you're a rabbit guy, so you can appreciate a rabbit trail. Okay, yeah. Right now I'm yeah. reading C.S. Lewis's On Stories, a collection of essays. Okay. Um, okay. The first essay in the collection is on story (laughs) sure (laughs) and he he kind of makes all these various different sundry points but his central point seems to be that uh so many stories miss out on the fact of how important story is and he does not mean plot he doesn't mean a series of 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 scenes you know, that wind up kind of conveying the story. He really seems to mean texture uh, story mm. in terms of a combination of settings, characters, languages, the way this world looks, what it feels like. So he'll, he'll reference, you know, J- giant uh, Jack and the beanstalk um, and the giant chasing Jack. How different does that feel to be paced, to be chased by a giant rather than a pirate? Or he draws, uh, this was a bit that I'd shared on Twitter because I thought it was excellent. Um, he compares the book, uh, King Solomon's Minds, right. in which at the end the characters are starving to death in a tomb. And he's like, and the feeling of being surrounded by not just death, but the deathly, um, you know, the cold faces of corpses staring at you with their, their cold crowns on their heads. Uh, different from in the movie where uh, they put the characters through um, a volcanic eruption and then an earthquake and both of them are dangerous. I mean, starving to death is dangerous. Mm. A volcano is dangerous <laughs> followed by an earthquake, but it's different t- kinds of danger. And if you can't see that, I feel like that's how you get to what harvest moon story of seasons. Some of it looks like at a glance where it's a farming sim. And that is the only texture. Well, and see in that kind of, I think that kind of brings us into, you know, our next uh, topic with the, you know, actual farming, um, because the idea that you're wanting to do in a simulation is to simulate what is actually going on, right? What you're actually, what the real thing is like. But mm-hmm. if you ever notice anything about simulations, um, they only simulate the best parts of the actual job (laughs) (laughs) right they only simulate the best parts of the job because from from what i have uh, experienced like with playing different farming sims i have never ever played a farming sim where i have to clean up the cow pen with right. a with a bobcat <laughs> with hours and hours of work manually yeah manually <laughs> doing that and yet if you ask any farmer 70% of our work 
is cleaning up the mess of what we're taking care of. <laughs> mm. I mean, that's literally like 70% of the work. If you, if, if you have animals, that's most of what you're doing. And in the, if, in the harvest moon games, the animals don't poop. Don't, <laughs> there's I none mean, of that. There's yeah. none of that. That, that does not happen. And so, you know, the idea that you were saying like there with the story is what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you into the, the activity itself, not so much the all around position or job, but the mm -hmm. activity itself and the best parts of it. That's mm -hmm. one of the reasons why crop harvesting is something that takes place every few days instead mm -hmm. of poking your head out your window and looking to see if, you know, it rained too hard and it washed some of it away, if things are flooded, if, uh, you know, is are things too dry? Do I got to go out there and do I got to spray them down? Are they being eaten by bugs? You know, those aren't fun parts of, of, of farming. Right. There's nothing fun about that. <laughs> you know, maybe pulling weeds every once in a while, but you know, that's not even all that fun. And right. so the best parts of a simulation is the product, is the producing, is the, the movement, you know? And that's another part of like, if we were to look at digital farming versus, you don't mind if I jump into that right now? No, go know? ahead. Yeah. Just, just to move along. Um, sure. Yeah. The idea of digital farming versus uh, real farming. I think the biggest thing that bothers me is the immediacy of return. Yeah. And I was going to point that out when you mentioned looking through your window and kind of eyeballing your crops. Are they ready yet? Well, no, they're not going to be ready for months. Not I three know days. That. Right. I know that. <laughs> yeah. But, the but reason somebody that I keep who, looking. Yeah. right, exactly. And to, to, if you were to translate that directly into this, I mean, imagine you plant your, you plant your, your turnips and they don't grow in three days or six days or seven days. They take forever to grow. People would get bored of these games and these games people get addicted to because I think that loop of investment and return or reward, if you will, mm -hmm. is, uh, is really short and sweet. Right. Right. And, and, and I think that's one of the things that really caught people about Farmville when that came out uh, yeah, in Facebook, yeah. I mean, hey, I, I played it, you know, when right. I, Oh yes. Same. <laughs> you know, when I had Facebook and I log on to farm bill just to see if my crops and my cows were doing okay, you know, just to milk that cow. And by the way, you do have to milk cows every day, but I don't uh, have access or do anything with dairy. I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> okay. Just, there's a <laughs> yeah. lot to it. There's a lot to right. it. Um, dairy, but, you know, when it comes to other things like feeding your animals and all that, yeah, you got to do that every single day. But the immediacy of return, like with Harvest Moon, and one of the, the funniest things I think about that is the, is the return box, you know, like where you drop the thing in and, <laughs> yeah. and they, the guy comes by at five o'clock, picks up your stuff and pays you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That'd be super nice. Right. I mean, your magic box. Yeah. <laughs> the magic box where you could throw anything in there. Um, I was actually thinking of doing it and I might end up doing it too. 
like a little TikTok video of me with one of my rabbits and kind of right alongside the video of the main character putting something into the box and getting paid. It's me putting my rabbit in the mailbox and just immediately getting paid, pulling out money. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just one of those things where that's the big separation because Mm -hmm. I'll often, I'll often say that if you are, planning on becoming a farmer or doing anything with agriculture at all, you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. You have to be very, very patient because there will not be an immediacy of return. And there's a lot to it as well. Who's going to buy this stuff? All right. You got to find a buyer. Sometimes the government helps you out depending on if you have uh, any subsidies under them or any contracts saying that, you know, we'll give you so much seed. You plant these seeds so much of your yield comes to us and then it's distributed or it'll go through another company that you have to source out to. There's a lot to it. And that's actually not anything I deal with personally. That's what the actual farmer deals with. Um, I'm glad I don't deal with that. But if we're doing a real farm simulator, you'd be taking a lot of trips to the bank and you would be doing a lot and i mean a lot of cleaning up after the animals janitorial simulator you could see where basically the, <laughs> you could see where the the genre title simulator is 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 imperfect right this is like farming idealized in even terms in in life and dating sims uh that's 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 dating idealized like in harvest moon i often joked about this with my wife years ago before we were married it was like what if i just brought you the same flower every day (laughs) for a year would you want to marry me after (laughs) like that's that's ridiculous like once you start applying that to any sort of real life scheme but for this game for how compact uh, some of these games are, especially some of the older ones and their hardware limitations. That's literally the only methodology uh, to wooing somebody. <laughs> and I will admit, yeah, I will admit that the idea of uh, giving gifts is something that is is greatly used in Harvest Moon. And that's something that you can actually tack on to your own life. It's kind of like um, there are a few people who commented about this, just reading the notes here um, at datum uh, asked about how been the, the uh, growing times on crops first off. And I kind of mentioned that, you know, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then there was how many hearts was you and your, uh, your wife at before you asked her to marry you in real life. So, <laughs> I mean, what do you think? I mean, having the the icon next to a person, could you imagine how that would revolutionize human uh, dating if there was an actual icon representing a person's affection towards you and, you know, the different color it is, the larger it is, represents how much they like you. That would completely (laughs) fundamentally change the way that we live our lives. It really would. It really would. And that's... That's the part of Harvest Moon slash Story of Seasons that a lot of people really uh, enjoy is mm-hmm. the the interactions and trying to get the person to 
really love you or, you know, at least get their affection to the point where you can ask them to marry you and you have a nice wedding. And then you get to come home to that person every single day and they all have different personalities and those personalities can meet your own personalities. For me and my wife, uh, I would say I had to have gotten her up to at least five. Star. Was I going five out of ten, or was it go up to? I think eight? it was eight. I can't remember. I want to say. Eight. I want to yeah. say it was an eight star <laughs> rating. Because uh, yeah, I would have gotten her pretty close to the top, but not all the way to the top. <laughs> there wasn't any hesitance, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, nobody's perfect. Uh, the question is, how many other girls did you get up to eight before? Mm, you see, I'm not even going to answer that. <laughs> so I say I'm that's a, yeah, that's a harvest moon. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully she enjoys the podcast regardless. Uh, <laughs> yeah. a, oh, she will not be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a question here from Bakuiel. I've only played one harvest moon for the Game Boy, maybe color. I know I found it unique, but stressful because I only had a couple of years and the game was over. Typically, I like my games to have a definitive end, though. So my question, do farming sims have an end? Uh, There's a lot of farming sims, but in terms of the Harvest Moon story of seasons, uh, like we mentioned, the first uh, Harvest Moon ends. Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. quite sure it was Save the Homeland ends. Um, Is there another Harvest Moon story of seasons that ends? Well, wonderful life ends. Wonderful life ends. Okay. It does end. Yeah. Because it ends with your life. You know, you live your life. And so, you know, when, when you're done, you're done, you know, when you come to the end of your life. And so and I can't remember how long that is. 65 years, something like that. Um, oh, it's that long. So it's not like, it's yeah. not like a couple of in-game years no, or in sections I, or there's, anything. There's a... I'd have to revisit it because that particular one does have an end, but I cannot remember how long it takes. Um, Friends of Mineral Town does not have a definitive end. Like you can actually just Mm -hmm. keep farming. You know, you can just keep going and going and going. From what I've heard, a lot of people have. And there's certain little like MacGuffins that you can get if you (laughs) do it so much. I guess 40 years, you get like a cabin. Yeah, there's a there's some things that give this one unique longevity, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's the uh, let me pull that up here. There's the cabin uh, that you get like a second house. Yeah. um, Which there's a specific question for from Siren Song. I'm just curious if anyone got the Mountain Cottage reward for playing 40 in-game years, if I recall. Uh, have you gotten it before? No, no. I mean, okay. I like the game. I do. But, but not that much. <laughs> I didn't play that much. Yeah, I didn't play 40 years, but uh, I had set the ROM to play at like 1000% speed. And I Ooh. think I just mashed through sleeping in the bed while watching a movie just to kind of see what happened. <laughs> um, so technically didn't get it. Oh, okay. um, but okay. but got it to see what it is. And I was like, all right, I'm done. You know, um, a few of the other things that uh, that give it unique longevity compared to some of the other Harvest Moons that I've played uh, gold produce. When mm-hmm. I play a Harvest Moon game now that does not have gold produce, I'm like, you're automatically inferior. 
yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> to the Friends of Mineral Town. <laughs> if you do not have a cow or chicken festival where if I win with that specific animal and it'll start producing gold produce, then to me, there's no ceiling to raising animals. Like you just kind of raise them and like, yeah, I'll give you a large milk. I'm like, large milk? You've been alive for 10 ga- in-game years and you're giving me large milk? Where's my gold produce? <laughs> well, and see, that was one of the things that I actually, it's not like I disliked that part of it, but it felt very almost Pokemon-ish to me where, <laughs> you know, it was like, are you going to get it? Are you going to get it? I didn't get it. Uh, never mind. You know, are you talking about like checking every morning to see if you get it? Yeah. Like checking to see if, you know, you're going to get something special. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Or you're going to go in because certain games, like I, I believe, uh, I believe that this one, uh, Harvest Moon, Friends of Mineral Town actually has kind of this RNG almost to the, the quality of certain things that you can get. Um, and I know later ones, had that as well i don't know if the new harvest moon games or you know whatever natsumi's making nowadays has anything like that but um there was a certain it felt like there was some rng involved in it yeah i think once they're at maximum hearts there's some flexibility there like if it's raining is if you don't talk to them at a certain time you don't cut them you don't shear them you don't handle stuff like that there can be some flexibility But I think I'm I'm almost positive that you can only get the gold if they win uh, in a cow or chicken festival. Okay, cool. Um, and then they'll start producing it, which is really rad. Uh, another cool thing about the longevity is there's two mines in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some Harvest Moon games where there's only one mine, but there's two mines in this one. Um, there are the Harvest Sprites, which, oh my goodness. Oh, yes. This was the big thing for me. Like when you played 64 first and I don't recall that you could get help for your farm on Harvest Moon 64. I don't believe so. So maybe your spouse, maybe, but I don't remember. Or your kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Something like that. And you got to wait like years for your kid. <laughs> yeah. But then in this game, right from the start, you can befriend. And this is why I really liked uh, back to nature as well. Again, the same setting. Uh, you can befriend these harvest sprites and they will come and work on your farm for nothing. Like you were talking about earlier, like right. tenant farmers, like right. they will come and help. They'll be your, 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 your aides, your farm aides, uh, and they can water your crops. They can harvest your crops or they can take care of your livestock. I had quite a few. And, I had quite a few on mine, you know? Yeah. I think there's seven there. of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think and so. you can befriend each of them. And then they'll get better and better at the tasks that you assign to them. Mm-hmm. And that really lets you scale. Because one of the, the difficulties, something I look for right away, one of the difficulties with a farming sim is eventually you cannot maintain a humongous farm and expect to do anything else, <laughs> especially if the timer goes really fast. Right, right. right? Because you're planting, you're, you're sowing, you're watering you're going to be taking care of so much livestock. And by the time you're done, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. And you're like, well, I can't go, you know, to the blacksmith today. Well, shucks. got to go to bed at five. So, right. you know, you go to, you go to bed at five, wake up at six o'clock, 
you get your good 11 hours in that doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> right and so having that 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 extra aid to let you scale um so that you can pour a little bit into the harvest sprites then they'll pour back into your farm absolutely something that i look for now when i check out a new farming set that is um, that and and they seem to be using more within the story of seasons with that, that that's almost like a a now um harvest moon slash story of seasons uh trope that they put in uh, there are those little good. sprites i've honestly wanted to and i probably will end up doing a, a needle felting of those because i do you know oh, good. I do the art and stuff like that and um those would be really fun to do yeah they are cute uh you know it makes me think of in uh in stardew valley you can get um sprinklers right away okay okay and and something like that like it's a feature that lets you kind of be a little more hands-off so you so you're not micromanaging everything because you Would just it hurt your feelings too much if i said that i haven't played a lot of that in fact i i a I lot have of stardew stardew no. uh, i have i've i didn't make it so I have no emotional investment. I will not be. No, upset. I like, that's what I like about you is, 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 you know, you're not like a fan where you're like, you didn't play a game that I didn't have any, you know, <laughs> you didn't have making? this one experience out of like 10 million possible video game. You didn't have my experience. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't really played it yet. And yeah. I want to, I think that's, that's certainly on my list of things to play. Well, watch out because it will ruin farming sims for you oh, uh, in that it is the it is the pinnacle of what Harvest Moon was always trying to be, essentially. Oh, cool. Um, cool. There is nothing in the Harvest Moon that I think was not eventually iterated upon and done better in story in Stardew Valley. Um, it It is the ultimate Harvest Moon as far as I'm concerned. Definitely benefits from the additional space, the additional updates. Uh, you get a second farm. Oh wow! In Stardew, like I, I was like my my brain melted when I was like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> two farms? Uh, two like what? One is a tropical farm. Like I, I my my head exploded. And that was a recent update. So, huh. uh, man, I I quadruple dipped on on Stardew. Uh, played through it multiple times, multiple hundred hour playthroughs. Such a great game. I really oh, hope well, I'm, to I'm totally going to check it out now. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty tall order to say it is made man. everything better. And I mean, from... name one thing, name a name a thing. And I want to test that theory. OK, OK. Name fine, a fine, thing fine. in Harvest Moon, a, a thing in Harvest Moon that I really do enjoy. Um, all right. We'll say the horseback riding. OK, yeah. And there's horseback riding in in Harvest Moon. I mean, uh, Stardew Valley. <laughs> Excuse me. Do I'm they have vehicles, though? See, that's a big question. There is a vehicle. No kidding. You don't ride it on your farm. Oh, okay. But there is a vehicle. Okay, because that was the one thing that, like, I don't farm with horses. I don't think I know of anybody <laughs> that actually does farm right. with horses. You're not like this, like, quasi Middle Ages. Yeah, no, kind of I'm not. I'm not yeah. Amish. Um, right. You know, I, I don't use animals in that sense and we all mm -hmm. use tractors and things i think that's one of the reasons why i like the farm farm sim is because you get to use actual tractors like it's like the mm -hmm. gran turismo of farming sims right <laughs> to spec like wow i don't have six hundred thousand dollars to lay down on this harvester but i can drive it in this simulator you know so that's one of the reasons why i like that game but 
yeah, the horse riding was always something fun. I always enjoyed that. Yeah. And in this, you really feel the, the enhancement to your speed of movement. Oh, that's great. So it is, yeah, it's something every time I start a new Star, Stardew Valley game, I immediately start saving up for that, for the horse. that horse. Yeah. Cause I, I need it. I need it in my life. Um, <laughs> there's a lot there. I, you know, like, uh, the, the combat in Stardew can be really lacking. Mm-hmm, uh, it feels mm-hmm. like it's really simple. Um, it is there, but that wasn't really a harvest moon trait anyway. No. Um, it's kind of outdone by rune factory that has just a more robust, um, combat system, but it's also kind of janky in rune factory. So I started is just really the real deal. It's good stuff. Yeah. Between the two, I, I probably want to get into stardew other than rune yeah. factory, which is good, but I, I would interested in, in the pixel art too. That like what we were talking about earlier with texture, mm-hmm. uh, that was, I think, the appealing thing about Rune Factory is there's a lot of texture there that makes it feel like it's its own thing and not just like, hey, it's another farming sim. Here's corn. Here's cows. Here's, you know, the same thing over and over again. Right. Um, whereas yeah. it seems to have its own lore, its own sense of its own identity mm. uh, in terms of story. I played. Uh, Rune Factory Tides of Destiny, a.k.a. Oceans, and I've played Rune Factory Frontier. I nearly played Rune Factory 5, but I looked at it and I was like, nah, nah. There's it's just it's have- good. It's good. I, But I don't have, you know, I didn't play the ones before. Rune Factory mm-hmm. 5 is the one I picked up. And okay. I enjoy it if probably the ones before, if they have any, you know, better qualities. Sometimes when you get into sequels, people out try to outdo certain things yeah they mess it up yeah yeah uh for me i guess this is gonna sound weird but uh you know like when i was first playing harvest moon i was what like 15 okay uh when i does that math work out yeah something like that 15 16 17 (laughs) numbers are hard Uh, yeah numbers are hard (laughs) that's why i'm a writer i'll do right numbers um but now, like when I look at like a Rune Factory, like Rune Factory Five, I was like, "Oh, I want to play that." And then I look at it, I'm like, yeah, "The marriage candidates are all like they're ten years old." Like, and oh, I get geez. there's a there's a chibi yeah. kind yeah. of thing yeah, to that too. Uh, like when I was playing Story of Seasons, my son actually goes like, "Are they old enough to get married?" And I was like, "Yeah." He said that you're you no. I mean, like in the beginning of the game, uh, you had visited your grandpa, your grandfather's farm as a kid. Uh-huh. And then it actually says, and here you are 20 years later. I was like, okay, so he's at least 20, <laughs> like 25, 26. Fine. You're old enough to get married. You just look like a child, uh, which Didn't is we that all ch- at 25 that, though. Right. Uh, 25 year olds are children to me. But the point being that uh, the, the art style makes it yes. look, look like they're children. But when I look at them, I'm like, can we just like, isn't there like more, uh, like mature characters that aren't like, <laughs> I'm the gamer girl stereotype or <laughs> I'm the artist stereotype or <laughs> I'm the, you know, and on and on and on. So, Cause there's like, I'm the introvert that likes books and amateur novelist. One of the things, and I will let you talk right. One of the things that I really dislike about this whole series and kind of this blueprint is that no matter how diverse these characters get, they always seem to be really based on stereotypes. Yes. Social stereotypes. Oh, big time. And okay. I mean, that that's kind of, kind of brings us into the idea of the, 
of the bachelorettes, you know, what about them? What about, uh, the, the five main ones that they have in friends of mineral town? Um, they are Karen, Mary, Anne, Potpourri and Ellie, or if you're playing the uh, story of seasons version, Mary is Marie and Anne was changed mysteriously to ran ran ran. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember that. So a bit strange. Which one was your choice uh, for me? Uh, the original one that I, I did was uh, potpourri because she was so in your face. Like she was just, you know, I, <laughs> I felt like she really wanted to like me. And so right. me being kind of the, the introverted uh, individual who didn't really feel that girls would ever like him uh, <laughs> really, really came to, to really congregate <laughs> around her. Cause it's like, yeah. wow, she's, I don't know if this is clinginess or she's actually really interested in me, but the, the clingy uh, Jesse from final fantasy seven yes. remake stereotype. It's just like, I can't get enough of boys. Uh, uh, and you're like, okay, I'll marry. <laughs> and so she was one. You totally, she was one that I totally went after. Now, when I went through it, the game first and realized that she could, I mean, I couldn't say she's a basket case, but she could probably make things really, really difficult for you. Yeah, they're all basket cases. They are. Let's be no, honest. They sweet. are. There's stereotypes. They all have, yeah. they all have issues mm-hmm. um, as law, as well as just quirks. Like for example, after I, I worked with her, I think I did a, did a game with Anne and I liked her a lot better. Um, and she's the tomboy. You know, she's a tomboy with daddy issues. Uh, she was the one that I I probably enjoyed that playthrough a lot more because she was also, you know, kind of a farm girl, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I actually married somebody a lot like her, to be honest. My wife was a farm girl growing up. There so you go. So that makes sense. It, it seems like, it's almost like you play the game. It's almost like a litmus test for, you know, who your type is <laughs> kind of <laughs> well for me I, at least it was no, no i want to say though that you're right in terms of like the things that appeal exactly to yeah. a person uh i again because i think that these are such strong stereotypes in most of these games and even in stardew valley that was my main criticism with stardew valley uh is the characters that are so transparently stereotypical oh um, absolutely there's, they're there's not multifaceted times- no, I, there'll be times when, you know, they'll try to make it seem that way, but either you know, like, I'm the kid that wants to start a garage band. I'm the, you know, the, the lonely forlorn, forlorn writer who lives by himself in a shack on the beach and things like that. <laughs> and then in this game, yeah, you've got Ellie, who's the dedicated ultra kind nurse mm-hmm. uh, and the tomboy who cooks good uh potpourri the the clingy in your face mary could there be a a bigger stereotype than mary no not at all i'm an amateur novelist i'm sure you are (laughs) i'm really i'm 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 a social outcast hang out in the library all the time and we have glasses right yeah yeah. ultimate ultimate stereotype and then there's karen oh my gosh karen is karen Karen was my first choice just (laughs) maybe as the most I don't want to say interesting because like this is like you come from money you like you're a drunk kind of at the Basically, same time. Basically, I mean that's what they that's what they infer. Right, which 
at the same time, though, I was like, okay, well, this person's old enough to drink. I should probably marry her. Okay, okay. She doesn't look old enough to drink, but we just have to get that out of our mind. Right, right, right. Uh, so that was the that was the the person with the unfortunate name is now is the one that I, that I chose. And interestingly uh, enough, that I don't know if is that a euphemism um, that that term for somebody to be a Karen I, that wasn't even a thing when this game was out. No, not, really. not at all. No. And then you know we look back at it and we're like wow it fits the shoe fits how in the world does it fit so well <laughs> you know i mean it's it's amazing to think and so you have to ask yourself wait did this begin with harvest moon <laughs> well she is not uh, she's difficult in a different way i think she than is difficult. like yeah, uh, today a, a karen is you know mm-hmm. um Datum asked, is Harvest Moon really just an, a really early dating sim? Is that the objective? It kind of is one of the, it's one of the objectives. objectives in here. And I'd asked folks, you know, like, which Bachelorette did you choose or would you choose? I loved Schwank's answer. And for sure, at least she got the least red flags for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of red flags. If these are real people, uh, like I and I just found a, a piece of art for it too. I uh, oh, shared it you? in our Discord, folks. Okay. If you're listening, please join the Discord. It's amazing. Uh, there's some excellent people in there. Uh, when Karen is pregnant, she still accepts alcohol uh, as gifts. Horrifying! <laughs> 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 just giving her wife. Oh my god! She's pregnant. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't program that out. They didn't think about it. I well, they guess. didn't even. They didn't even think about it. It's just like, no. well, you know, this is Yikes. her uh, preference. So yeah, uh, woof. Like, yeah. So Karen, oi, 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 oi. Now with the Bachelorettes, I think part of that uh, touches on the appeal of these games. Uh, and there's been multiple people that I've talked with, like, what is the appeal of a Harvest Moon or a farming sim game? Anyway, there's a question here from Carrie eighty six. Who said, I never played a Harvest Moon game and Stardew Valley. So I want to know why is this genre or why are these games like this interesting? Maybe for newcomers. Uh, same for Animal Crossing. Okay. Uh, to which Mateus Mess responded very casual and relaxing. And I wanted to shout out, uh, what was it? Story of Seasons Doraemon? Uh, which I think you and I had both commented on in the Discord as well. Uh, that you can't even get married in Doraemon's Story of Seasons. Nope. So skipping that one because if you don't have marriage candidates, you're doing yeah, like now. yeah, and yeah, I was kind of like I was I was kind of like, are, are you kidding me? What is this? Yeah, you can't get married. Please, that's not a Story of Seasons. That's a Farming Simulator 22, right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like with no with no machines. Right. Uh, so what would you say is the appeal then of the, the Harvest Moon games? I feel like we touched on that, but maybe you can kind of crystallize that. concept. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll kind of elaborate on it um, just real quick. The idea of the agency that you have. OK, and I use that word a lot. Basically, what it means is just choice. Mm-hmm. Like you have you have choice. If you wanted to go the entire game without getting married, you could like you, you could you could do that, you know. And so if you want to be a farming bachelor, it's up to you. If you want to spend most of your time socializing and getting to know people, you could do that too. If you want to have a small farm and not make a whole lot of money, you could do that. I mean, there, the idea 
of agency in a video game, especially during an era, because we're retro gamers, you know, we grew up in an era where a game set you on a path and you had to take it. Like you couldn't deviate from that path because if you did, you die, mm. you know, and in this, that's not the case. And so you are able to have plenty of agency and that creates a very calming game experience. Uh, they call them cozy games now. And I'm a big fan of cozy games. Um, I think that as far as individuals go, if you are tired of playing a video game that is so incredibly stressful that you feel like you have to just keep up and keep up and keep up. Um, try a farm sim, just try it, mm. mm-hmm. you know, and don't, and don't force yourself to play too much. Just play maybe 30 minutes, hour at a time. And you can quit. That's kind of the nice thing here with the, the casual approach. I mean, that's a dirty word to some people. Casual, it is. It is casual. very dirty. And I don't think it should be. I think that. No. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But it's, it's one of those things, like you could play at your own, your own pace. You make that choice. You set the pace. I completely agree with you that agency is at the top. Absolutely. Big time, big time. And another, in, in another part of it is, um, the simulation idea to where you are doing something that is productive. Now, if we were to look at video games, and I know that there's a lot of debate over this and whether or not there's any productive value to video games at all, I would say yes, because what it does is it gives you a sense or at least a simulation of achievement. And if you do it right, that can encourage you to go out into the world and do that yourself. Um, maybe in your own job, maybe in your own life. Um, there's been a lot of people who have been uh, encouraged by video games, no matter which one it is, to go out and do better in their own lives. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. And if yeah. that's something that that happens with a farm sim, there you go. Yeah, I I think that it's it's an odd question that games have been forced to endure. Uh, I jump around between reading a book, watching a movie, playing a video game. Out of those three, like they can all be fiction. It could be a, a fictional movie. It could be a fictional book. It could be a fictional video game. And I can get different things out of those, but only one of those is really ever questioned. Like, is there any benefit to this? Is there any benefit to watching a movie? Is there any benefit to listening to a piece of music? Is there any benefit to reading a fiction book? It's to my mind, it's such a silly question that is constantly foisted upon games. Of course, there's, there's practical, uh, outcomes that you can have practical results and things like that. Let me share a a personal story here. Uh, My last job uh, was uh, working with individuals who had extreme uh, physical uh, and mental limitations. Um, I had individuals in my group who, you know, couldn't use any of their limbs, Mm -hmm. uh, were confined to wheelchairs. Um, Others who, you know, were operating at different levels of, of education. Um, 
we used video games to teach and also to exercise uh, within their their unique abilities. We had a uh, we had um, <clears throat> we had a guy come out who worked for a different company who uh, was able to. This is like sci fi stuff. Was able to use like. Um, like uh what is it like electrodes on uh on an individual's head so that he could control a cursor on a tablet that's crazy that's, that's not like that's when amazing. i saw it i was like what like how but this guy was able to play games to like learn about like sorting numbers huh. things that he had he had learned things that he could help him communicate that were set within the more friendly and less intimidating format of a video game. So, and like every time somebody is like, tells me I'd rather spend my time on something real. I think about that story. Mm -hmm. I think about how this is a tool for a lot of people. Like if you were to ask, like imagine asking that to in that situation, in that moment, like, but is there any like practical application to video games? Like I'm watching it happen. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> ridiculous, right? Yeah, and just beyond that, like there's so much learning to be done. There's so much communication to be done. Communicating ideas is absolutely something that's done in fiction. I know you know that. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I'm saying that for the benefit of anybody out there who listens to this show who just thinks it's a waste of time. <laughs> and as, you know, as a personal testimony, I mean, this game, Harvest Moon, was a big inspiration for me doing what I do now. I mean, mm. it just was. Now, is it the same thing? No, absolutely not. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, 70% of what I do is cleaning up after animals, which is not in Harvest Moon, but the production part of it is. And that to me uh, is, it's educational in, it, in a way that, gives a person a sense of accomplishment that they can have in real life if they go out and try to do it. And so that's one of the things, like if you enjoy harvest moon, spend some time on an actual farm, you know, check it out for yeah. yourself. I think we need more farmers coming down. Things are getting expensive. Stuff is getting hard. You know, and the more people that we have living off the land, I think the better that we're going to be because people are going to start producing uh, personally and then they can help out their communities as we're trying to do as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, you have the intelligence to say it's not like real life. Of course. <laughs> I, I wish that everybody could do that. Uh, blurring the lines between what is fiction and what is fact is a dangerous thing, especially when it comes to interacting with people who are stuck in that. But the fact that something that's not real can inspire you is I think what fiction's all about mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. when it comes down to it. Uh, really wanted to shout out, uh, Aurelian here who said they were all so cute back then speaking of the bachelorettes. Yeah. And also he said, best town. Uh, I love mineral town. It's, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice town to exist in. And I think it's laid out in a, in a, in a good way as well. Um, but there's a, there's a, a question here from duct tape plays who said, I liked friends of mineral town, but felt a sort of bare bones experience to me. Uh, that being said, have you ever married one of the hidden marriage candidates? 
So I have not, though I know that there are two, right? Um, I think there's well, so there's the Harvest Goddess. There's a Harvest Goddess, marry, yeah. Right. You can marry Kappa. Um you can marry okay. <laughs> why would you want to? <laughs> why? <laughs> you can marry uh the gourmet. Again, why would you want to? <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that um the uh I can't remember his name. I think it was Juan uh is the traveling salesman. Okay. Uh dressed in yellow. I believe he is also a marriage candidate. Yeah, I um, have not. Okay. So I, I could say thought no. I was going to do the Harvest Goddess this time around, but then I was like, nah, I'm throwing cucumbers in a lake. It just doesn't sound like a <laughs> marriage. <laughs> but going back to what Duct Tape says, you know, it feeling a little bare bones. And you and I think that Friends of Mineral Town is the best one. And I think an answer to it feeling bare bones, like it is a handheld game, right? Yeah. There is that. But I think that it has more end game and like quasi post game, whatever you'd call that in this setting things than a lot of other harvestmen's do. It certainly um, does. Yeah. Like there's other harvestmen's where I exhausted them and like, there's nothing less to do, but like here, like cursed and mythic tools, right? Mm -hmm. Where you could find cursed tools. And if you equip them, you can't unequip them mm. is what it was. And then you have to have them blessed and then they turn into mythic tools is what I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of a really good point because uh, the other games with it being bare bones with the other games, uh, you really can't do much at the very end. But this one seems to just stand out like it 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 starts off bare bones. Right. Yeah. But then it turns into something else. It's like, wow, this is this almost feels like almost feels like an MMO. Like you could keep going if you want to in, in a yeah. way, yeah. which is really, no, I think that sounds right. Uh, I'm an MMO on a handheld. <laughs> <laughs> what? Such really? a thing. Okay. Now marvelous. I'm, I hope you're listening. A harvest moon MMO uh, would be really cool. That would be, neat. I think, I, yeah. I think so. I mean, you're farming in MMOs anyway. So, you might there as well turn that grind into actual farming. Uh, now, as we get to get to that, I wanted to mention Yemi the Ferret here who said, I always thought Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon were the same game. Only recently have I learned the differences. Uh, this is a comment that makes me feel super old. But <laughs> <laughs> more than that, uh, when I put out the question, is Harvest Moon the first uh, farm sim? Yeah. Somebody named uh, Jar Jardress appeared on Twitter. And uh, dropped a uh, dropped a Reddit thread uh, that I did not have time to finish reading, unfortunately. But um, answered the question of is Harvest Moon the first farming sim? I believe they answered it in the positive. Um, and so I feel like going back reading and and seeing if they mentioned Sim Farm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, though the the point that I want to mention here, as far as feeling old, is the article includes the phrase, "As difficult as it might be to believe in this day and age, there was a time when games about farming did not exist." Let me make sure. What? Yeah, I was like, as ah! hard as it like, wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't guys. that long ago, but then no. again, it was back. You know, prior to two thousand, for a lot of people, I mean, it's right. two thousand twenty-two. Twenty-two year olds. We're born yeah. 
It's just it's it's one of those phrases history. that's like it's correct, but the phrasing is right is, right is funny. Um, it's like yeah, there's more than one. Like Stardew Valley didn't invent farming sims. So at this point in the podcast, I wanted to talk with you about other farming sims yeah. uh, that are notable. Um, I put out a question on Twitter: What's your favorite farming sim that is not called Stardew Valley? Because again, that one's kind of just eclipsed the entire genre. Yeah, like there's a, a host of flash games and mobile games like farming life, farming quest farmers, farming Tanner and like all kinds of stuff <laughs> like that. It's just ridiculous. Um, but these are some good ones. I think, uh, I wanted to start off with atomic crops. Yes. Have you played that? I have not. And okay. I've heard great it's things. Good. It's yeah. on, um, it's on game pass. So I'm, thinking about checking it out highly recommended it is uh if you want to talk like what we were mentioning earlier texture and story uh the idea of raising not just plants in like some idyllic village but there was a nuclear war and now you have to raise these mutated monster plants and defend <laughs> them cool. from in waves of enemies that are trying to come and eat them in a, in a desolate wasteland. Huh. Watch the trailer folks for atomic crops. The first trailer, I think it was the reveal trailer. It's fantastic. There's a great animation for it. That is just hilarious. But what atomic crops is, is it, it's an action roguelike rogue. Okay. It's an action roguelite farming simulator. Wow. How they were able to get roguelite <laughs> and farming sim together at once is just a stroke of genius. That's, that's I, I awesome. adore this game. Yeah, it's super great. Uh, next one on here, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Uh, shout out to Duo, Duo Beard who mentioned that one. Uh, right. I actually just finished this game, and there is a lot of farming that you can do in it. It's, it's a great one. Uh, this next one here is for you. Mm, yeah. <laughs> farming yeah. simulator. Farming simulator. Yeah, they farming have they simulator. have a few of they have a few in there. Um and each one is pretty much the same. It's just it's a Okay. It's it's really all about the vehicles. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, it's all about the vehicles and they do have real-time um crop growth. So real-time you know. like okay. Well, so okay, right so now... it speeds it it speeds it up. Oh, okay. You can slow so it down like if Animal you Crossing. To. Like, like you could, really? you could slow it down if you wanted to, and oh, wow. so you can have it real time where you look at your crops and it'll actually tell you seventy-five oh, percent good harvest for this or eighty-five percent good harvest for that. I mean, everything's very technical, and so yeah, it's like a left-brainer farming it, it like is. Oh, like looking at it it is a very technical looking you're game. just kind of just you can drive your harvester and you can get friends to to go with you like and okay. one can can drive the uh the bin truck right next to it as your harvest as you're uh, driving the harvester it'll it'll shoot the uh, the feed into the, the the bin and so you have to like line it up and everything like that it's like it's like actually doing it wow to a huh. point you know, okay. You know, you don't blast out a disc if you, you know, hit a rock or something like that, or you know, right. you don't it takes to, out the worst parts. Yeah, it takes out. Well, that's <laughs> what that's what simulators do. It takes out the worst right. parts. Right. Interesting. I there are times when I'm like I could stand to try this, and then I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't know. I just don't know. Man. You look at it. You look at it, and you're, you're just about ready to try it, and you're like, mm, eh, some other time. Yeah. 
I like a lot. I'll look at it. I was like, is this like a pre dystopia, like screenshot from the last of us? <laughs> no. or, <laughs> nope. <laughs> like that's gameplay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 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 Uh, next one here. Uh, Farm together um, was shouted out from the salt is unreal and Metallijon. Okay. Metallijon. Uh, Farm together. I have not played, but multiple people mentioned it. I've heard of it, but I, I haven't right. I haven't taken the dive yet. You know, and it's a shame. I mean, every time I look at most of these games, every time I look at a screenshot of them, I'm just like, ah, it just looks like trash. But <laughs> <laughs> it's probably good. I mean, if there's people recommending it, you know, mm-hmm. I just don't know. Like how maybe there needs to be a revolution of like, how do you market farming Sims? Because there's the, the market's so saturated with them now. You know, all these kind of knockoffs. Well, that's 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 a big question on with with indies. You know, and I work with a yeah. lot of indies, yeah. and they don't they don't know how. I mean, mm-hmm. for lack of better term, they don't know how, and so they basically market to other indies, which mm. doesn't really work very well. And so sometimes things fall through the cracks, like on Steam. Sometimes mm-hmm. things will fall through the cracks, and you'll find something really cool. But more often than not, it's just hidden underneath a bunch of other games. Yeah. Dumpster diving for ham scraps. Mm-hmm. On- <laughs> well, sometimes you'll find gold, but right, you right, have to right. really dig. Yeah. It's there. It's like, I mean, I'd, I'd crunch the numbers once uh, in brief. This was a, a debate that in, in good humor that I had with somebody once about is the average game today better than the average game of yesteryear, say the nineties. Right. Uh, and the manner in which I approached answering was numerically, there are way more games being published today. Like, like it was, it was an astonishing number, like tens of thousands of new games appearing in mobile storefronts daily, daily. There are millions of steam games like just like millions of games across these storefronts and things like that. And it's like, if you pick the average of those numbers, you're not getting God of war PS4. You're not getting final fantasy seven remake. You're not getting super Mario odyssey or breath of the wild. You're getting waifu simulator 17 <laughs> or something <laughs> ridiculous you're getting a doom knockoff that some guy made in his parents' basement. Uh, the equivalent of like an Atari 2600 game that was made in like three weeks. Right, right. Uh, and you're going to you're going to find that all over the place. Right. And that's just the reality of the world that we live in today, which is not n- a bad thing because now the resources and tools are available to so many people to express themselves through this medium. But what that means at the same time is that the average game kind of falls in quality compared to the ones that really do stand out every year. So like, you know this because you're working with indies, mm-hmm. the indies that kind of become big Stardew Valley. We're talking about Stardew Valley is not representative of like the 40,000 dead bodies of indie farming games in its in its wake. It is. <laughs> it's no. an example of something that's been refined and polished, and is really a great product. And it got a good publisher too. Of, you know exactly and so that helps. Yeah, compared to all these, I mean, like, okay, do this right now if you've got the opportunity. Go on Google Images 
Just type in farming sim games. I'm going to look it up. Farm sim games. Farm There you go. Do farm sim games. Uh, and you will start to scroll down and you'll see, you know, your farming simulators. Yeah, you'll see your harvest simulator. You'll then, see Stardew Valleys. Wow. Go down, you'll start getting into things like Coral Island, Heyday, Dream Farm, Farm Mania, Homesteader, Virtual Farm. Y- what? I can't even read Yowzers. that. Yuda, Yuda Farmer, My Farm Life, Farmville 5, Little Farm. There's, there's an innumerable uh, gross of, <laughs> of, of farm sims out there that you probably don't want to play Minecraft. Uh, okay. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, you joke, but I'm playing it right now. Actually, yeah, the kids I, know, I know it. Uh, but yeah, like drone farming simulator. There's, there's Dang. so many farming simulators that's out rich, there. That's rich farming actually. Yeah. Rich and some of them are like, you know, 50 cent farming sim games mm. on like the iOS uh, harvest days. So a lot of these, yeah. There's just like, that's your average farming simulator. Just again, to drive that point home, Stardew Valley is exceptional. Harvest Moon, the good ones are exceptional. Yeah. Harvest Moon, the bad ones are more kind of the average. Um, where were we? Oh, we mentioned Farmville and somebody did as well. Gamer Mom, yeah. YEG. Yeah. I was also on Farms. I was Farmville. into it. I was into it. Yeah. It was fun. I, I'm not too proud to say it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it went downhill at a certain point. You're like, I'm not playing this anymore. Um, and I remember when it kind of got abandoned, but uh, say lovey, uh, forager is a good one. Kind of a crafting sim yeah, more than a, yeah. a farm sim, yeah, but from what I've heard. that was a good one. Uh, graveyard keeper Lots by far. That. Yeah. Got the most mentions, uh, Rivis six, 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 hope punk 13, max Lords, Gil- Gilga Tex, and Jack van Elraton mentioned graveyard keeper, which I've not played. Have you? No. No, but I've heard I've I've also once again I've heard that one's fun. Um not necessarily a farming sim as in Harvest Moonish, but <laughs> not conventionally a farming not sim. Conventional. Yeah. Say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. It looks like you're you're harvesting or you're farming on a graveyard. Uh, it's beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh it's absolutely one that I, I'd love to play eventually. Um the the kind of the macabre spin on it is uh is again texture there's yep. something there that yeah that draws your your interest a little more than a game called heyday <laughs> uh what's next on here grow ops this is from mr alex bethke okay uh grow ops obviously a spin on crow ops uh or co-ops excuse me okay um it looks like it's a marijuana. Oh so I just God. looked it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, oh, that's kids. Funny. Uh, it's, 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 this is optional now. Right. So I see he was, he was, uh, <laughs> he was probably trolling, trolling me. You I didn't look up were. all of these until like just now. There's, that's you gotta be funny. careful because there are, there are a few and one I won't, I won't mention by name because I don't want to, I don't I don't want to publicize this, but there's one that that is an adult farming game that one time I was working with a, an indie group and they were looking for people to try the game out. And I 
it, it's got such an innocent name. Sounds like a farming sim. And so I checked it out. And immediately when I checked it out, I was like, mm, nope, 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 nope. Not going to do this one. No, <laughs> sir. Holy mackerel. <laughs> and it's not in this list. Not so I'm work. glad. Okay. But I was <laughs> like, I was about list. to say, I was like, if it's on this list, I'm going to like get you somewhere and say, you got to take this off right now. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um yeah, uh, so there's definitely a lot of farming sims out there. If we haven't made that point yet, <laughs> the next one that was shouted out was Innocent Life, a futuristic. Now that just sounds scenario. cool to me. It does, and it always yeah. looked cool. I've always <laughs> wanted to play this one. I've uh, never I played freaking, it. In fact, really? I just heard. I just heard about it. To be oh, honest. okay, so this is a PS2 game. I think there was a PSP port. Mm, cool. uh, I don't know which you know which way that that swung, but I adore the PS2. It's one of my top four favorite consoles, um, and this is one I've always like Dark Cloud type stuff. Like I've yeah. always wanted to get this game, just never did. It's probably like four thousand dollars now, so um, or something, because that's the way life works, right? Yep. Let me check on eBay's twenty dollars. <gasps> Snag that man. I might have to. This one's sealed for 40. Okay. Innocent Life, a futuristic harvest moon. Uh, that was shouted out from Bella Gaming 10 and Violent Cloud. Cool. There's another one, Kinseed, which looks gorgeous. Yeah, it is gorgeous. And I have played it. Um, okay. Actually, now that I think about it, I have played it and it is good. Um, really, really capitalize on the um, pixel art, as we like to call it, uh, high bit pixel art okay like you would find in games like uh, uh owl boy and, and all that where they have that that really really fleshed out pixel art that's just beautiful mm -hmm. um yeah kinseed's gorgeous and what is i mean is there like is it kind of more high fantasy than your traditional yeah there's high fantasy oh, elements of okay it, but it, it really focuses very heavily on the farming aspects of okay it. very harvest moonish so, cool. um, and there's some combat too. So it's, nice. it's more like rune factory than anything, but it's really good. I think you would really enjoy it. And you know, this hasn't been mentioned that this is my guilty pleasure genre. Oh do you, yeah. I, I, do you have a guilty pleasure genre? Uh, yes, actually. Um, visual novels. Oh, you must get out. <laughs> Visual <laughs> novels. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. It's only, only some that are actually good. You know, there's, there's okay. a lot that are out yeah. there. I tease, but you know, I know it was I know, obligatory. I, I know because yeah. it's not technically a game, but I do like the visual novel genre because I mm -hmm. think some of them are done quite well. The ones that aren't done in an anime, very uh, waifu style. I don't like those very much. I like the ones that are more, uh, that are more set to, uh, almost like a realistic feel and they got mm -hmm. really good art and, um, cold coffee games is a, is a guy that you could check out. Does awesome visual novels, awesome visual novels. Like everything that he's made is great. And so cold coffee games, all sorts of really cool stuff. And these has puzzle games too, where you connect the puzzles and the pieces and it, and it will come out to a story. And then mm -hmm. you uh, read the rest of the story and you go through the next puzzle. 
jigsaw puzzle, I should say. And so it's jigsaw puzzle adventures is what it's called. And they've got 10 of those. So those hybrid mashups are really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Like I'll play a farming sim because I love them. And the whole time I'll just be like, I should really be playing something else. <laughs> I should really be working on, you know, that review I need to get done. Or right, I should really right. be. Oh, suck you. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and here I am playing freaking Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town again. A couple of other ones to mention. Monster Harvest, do not recommend. At least did not at launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Interesting idea. You raise kind of these weird slime monsters as plants, but and there's dungeon crawling. But it, man, that thing was was broken as hell. Was broken, yeah. That's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah, uh, my time at Portia also got a few mentions. Cloud thirty two fourteen, that Mister Badger blocks Sega. Um, that one I know is very well respected, um, but again, never tried it. It's a beautiful indie, um, mm-hmm. and and a lot of people really like the the hand drawn art, and and uh, it it is. It's nice. It's uh, one that I had not personally played, but I have seen a lot of uh, um another one here that i had actually never heard of is uh Nesses, hmm. mentioned by Maurizio juve fc and lacemi um yeah Nesses, it's one to try out i guess cool cool <laughs> had you heard of it before it I, sounded I have like not. i have not yeah um it kind of looks like uh little wood a little bit um but uh and must be mm. worth checking out if somebody recommended peach leaf pirates men- mentioned by Bakuiel. uh pick on tier mentioned by brian hickson five pikmin i like that <laughs> yeah pikmin pikmin's fun it, it, pikmin's just fun is it know? a farming sim no <laughs> well i mean like there are vegetables though right and like well, your whole yeah there's vegetables in is... mario too is that a farm right sim? Um, i mean the goal of pikmin is based around these things right the pikmin themselves like it's in the title it's not like they named mario 2 i'm sorry i just i can't i can't (laughs) see that as a farming sim and it's on it's more of an adventure yeah it's more of an adventure rts you know thing yeah yeah non trotsky you tried and i I appreciate it (laughs) that was a good shout uh rune factory which i really love mentioned by dadam uh berry fan omg duckies uh rune factory again tides of destiny rune factory frontier on wii is i think one of the best looking uh wii games it has really nice art its backgrounds are really beautiful um and it has really great texture for a world if you have a wii and you want to check out a new game check out rune factory frontier uh sakuna of rice and ruin mentioned by warriors of wazd and the Goron Dwarf, okay. uh, where I guess you harvest rice. So rice and rum. Um, yeah, I have not tried it, but uh, but it's there. I uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it looks beautiful. I mean, if you've ever seen it, it, it looks gorgeous. Uh, Sim Farm was mentioned by Sakura Watame, Ramen Junkie, and Nerd House. Slime Rancher was mentioned by Ring Spells. Um, which eh, FPS think, it's more of an FPS to be honest. I mean, could I mean, you have like a, a hybrid fusion, right? I like, suppose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I play a little bit of it and so it's, it's fun, but uh-huh. I, I think it's more, it's got more of that FPS feel to it. Mm-hmm. Slime Rancher does. 
Uh, Starbound was one that you mentioned. Starbound is uh, one that I mentioned. And I also out. mentioned yeah. another one just because I can. Um, Bunhouse. Bunhouse. I forgot you mentioned that. I please. had to mention Bunhouse because that game is so sweet. It is basically a bunch of rabbits and you get to control a rabbit and you're building a greenhouse and you get to put plants in there and you plant the plants and it has like a little um, guide that you can mm-hmm. use to, to, to say how much sun or shade it should have to get optimum growth. And then you put the fertilizer in and you put the, the, the water in and you can set them in certain places in your greenhouse or outside and you let them grow. You take it, you sell your plants, you get more little bunny gold or whatever it's called, and then you make more. And then you buy more and you can grow your greenhouse for as big. It's, there's no real point to it. Not really. But you can play with up to four players. So you're it's like running around farming at the same time. And it's That's fun. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you'd mentioned you'd play this with your daughter, I think you said. Yes. And it seems like a game designed for kids and that kids want to exist in games, right? They don't necessarily think about how do I beat this in as optimal and efficient a time as possible. That's playing. that's an adult thing, right? right? But playing a game to play the game and to exist in the game. I envy kids being able to do that. Uh one I wanted to mention here, Summer and Mara. Was not impressed with it at launch. Again, the thing was busted <laughs> like wide open. I just but isn't that pulling. isn't that like a Polynesian style? That's why I jumped on it. Um, you know, I got to meet my representation quota. Sure, uh, but <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no. Every time there's a Hawaiian thing or a Polynesian thing, I'm like, oh, I wonder what kind of spin they'll put on it. And it was just, it just felt really kind of bland. Um, the art was really nice. But um, playing it just wasn't a lot of fun. It was really glitchy. And that was at launch. I think it was a Kickstarter game. So hopefully they kind of ironed that out. Right. And, and Bunhouse was a Kickstarter too, but it did well. You know, uh, I mean, it, it, yeah. all, it all just depends, to yeah. be honest. Right, right. Uh, last one to mention here, Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles from Pixel Bandits. Uh, second to last one. Uh, I love that Dirk the Daring 3 mentioned Diablo 2 as a farming <laughs> sim. <laughs> Farming, well done. you know, well done. gear farming. Sim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Final fantasy 14, my favorite farming sim. Yes. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of farming that takes place in that. There you go. Yeah. Um, so lots of folks to mention here. We do have two final questions and BT dubs folks. If you want to ask a question or share a comment to get a mention on the show, keep an eye out on my Twitter at the well-read mage where I announce the topics for each mage cast episode in advance. And I'll put out questions like, Hey, what do you think the first, farming sim was or which of these bachelorettes would you marry or and on and on and on next episode we're going to be talking about super castlevania 4 uh that's going to be with roger from gamerheads podcast now i've actually never uh beaten this game i never beaten what what is this sentence i did not beat this game as a child i didn't play much castlevania as a child but just beat super castlevania 4 uh recently just this year so looking forward to sharing some thoughts on that one final final quotes here this is from fitz retro this is going to sound silly but i'm scared to play farming sims because i don't want to kill all my crops and plants honestly that is a primal fear for me and i was so taken aback by this comment that i had to ask for more information uh he doesn't have a green thumb no 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 yeah no i and, and let me as as somebody who is 
a farmer now, uh, I never used to have a green thumb. And so the primal fear of killing plants actually does exist because Mm -hmm. you don't want to have access to something that is alive and then it just dies. Right. You know, through negligence, inexplicably. Through ignorance. Yeah. And it's not even really negligence or ignorance. They're tough to take care of. But when the farming sim, especially when it comes to Friends of Mineral Town, if you don't, you know, take care of your crops, they just don't grow. So it's yeah. not like I think die. if you don't water them, it's not like they die. Right. No, no. And yeah. and and you're not going to lose produce. We, you could always uproot it and make some more. And the beauty of it is it only takes a few days. And in game, it's just like maybe 30 minutes if that you know i mean it's it's really really quick and you can speed up the process if you just want to fall asleep and wake up the next day you know and so there is a lot that kind of when you when it comes to that anxiety that you feel on a game like there's there's high stakes that's -hmm. not the case with these these games at all they're actually designed to be as they call cozy games so yeah yeah, just to put his. There's low stakes. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna get game over because you're because you hit your turnip with a. There hoe is no game accident. over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be fine. Even if you pass out, like my son earlier was like, "What happens if you run out of energy?" Ha <laughs> ha! I you shall pass. show you. And then you I pass, pass out, out. <laughs> wake up in the hospital, lose a day, start over again. Totally fine. You might lose a little bit of your income, uh, pace, I guess, but it's fine. It's fine. So fits retro. Uh, Man, try Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. Try Stardew Valley. Try some of the ones that were recommended here. Uh, if you want a little more action pace, try Atomic Crops. Holy smokes. Uh, awesome. Last bit here from Le Murloc, who said, Every now and then a game title is mentioned that I'd put so many hours into that I'm still sick of it. This is one of them. Speaking of Friends of Mineral Town. Loved the game for hundreds of hours 19 years ago. Not ready to even look at it again, though. I will, however, listen to you compare it to Chrono Trigger and Murloc. I went the whole episode without once comparing it to Chrono Trigger. You are welcome, sir. Challenge accepted. Uh, but yeah, I totally get that. Like sometimes you overplay a game. You're like, I can never play this again. I can never play oh, it yeah. again. No, yeah. and, it, and that's not the case for this particular one for no, me. No, but yeah. uh, World of Warcraft, yes. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. If there I hear go. Tom Nook, I, again, I'll wake up in a fever dream. So oh, geez. <laughs> Summer Felt, JR, actual farmer, sir. Thanks for being on this episode with me. Thanks for talking about uh, the green things that grow. Uh, where can our listeners find you? So you guys can find me at uh, Twitter on Summerfelt uh, underscore R and also uh, Twitch uh, slash Indie Rabbit Tree. That's I N D I E R A B B I M T R E E. It's like, come on, you know, it's in the it's in the podcast description. Okay, it's in there. And so I'm also I stream every once in a while. I'm kind of taking a little break, but that's okay. And you'll check out all my farming stuff on there as well. So that's where I'm at. Yes, and we've given away on my stream, which I'm also taking a break from, and that's okay. Um, uh, a uh, a a handmade. Like custom, like one of the most amazing Final Fantasy collectibles oh, yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, yo, I make little the Chonkabo. I, mm-hmm. I make yeah. little uh, needle felted stuff, and you can find that on my Kofi page. That is uh, right here, right there. 
there'll be a, there's Kofi, a link yeah, in the Kofi description. Kofi.com/slash <laughs> Indie Rabbitry Creations. So you can find all my stuff on there, including that Chonkamon. Yes. Uh, so folks, definitely go check it out. There's a lot of cool stuff. He's made a bunch of different kinds of. These are like really interesting kind of plush figures. Um, but thanks again, dude. It was great chatting with you, and we will see you next season. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you did, here are a few next steps. Try browsing our library and check out another episode. You could leave a review or rating on your app of choice. You could visit Patreon if you wish to financially support my multi-concept work across the internet. And finally, you can join our Discord community. There are links for all of these things in the podcast description. This episode may be over, but the legend will live on. Passed down by the dwarves, the elves, and the dragons.